Whatever it takes, I know we can make it through. This is Degrassi Corner. Welcome to the first ever Degrassi Corner podcast. Right here in this little corner of the Degrassi universe, we're going to be talking about all sorts of Degrassi-related things. It is the year 2019, and I've just come to the realization that I am going to die alone. Like, I am a loner by default. I've spent like 98.7% of my life alone and out here doing my own thing. And there's a good chance I'm going to die alone as well. I probably won't even have cats or dogs or anything to eat my corpse when I'm gone. So if I'm going to die alone, I'm at least going to do it in a basement somewhere talking about Degrassi. Today, I have a very interesting way to kick off the Degrassi Corner podcast. Instead of me sitting here talking about how much I love Degrassi, we are going to be talking about the worst episode of Degrassi. In just a bit, I will share with you my pick for the worst episode of Degrassi. And I also asked you on Twitter... Uh, Your thoughts on what the worst episode of Degrassi is, and we will go over a lot of the responses that you gave as well. But first, I need to introduce myself. I need to let you know who I am, if you don't know who I am already. My name is Carrie. I am a mid-30s-something Degrassi fan. Summer 2004, I caught this episode of Degrassi, randomly flipping through uh, the channels on TV, caught the episode, the season three episode against all odds and i was like "Hmm, this is interesting and you know back in the day when degrassi aired on the end a long time ago anytime there was like a new season or like a new block of episodes uh, the end would always do some type of degrassi marathon to get people caught up on the episodes before the new episodes came so i remember very vividly spending a weekend Uh, I put like a mattress down in the living room. I think my parents were like away somewhere and I just laid there and I watched episode after episode of Degrassi. And from that point on, I was hooked. And of course, do not forget the online component of being a Degrassi fan. Around this time, I was browsing online and I found out that apparently there was this top secret episode that was too scandalous to air here in the in the United States. So I went searching for it. I found it on this uh, website called SoulSeek. That was back in the day when illegal file sharing was the hip thing to, to do. And I watched it. And I also stumbled upon a bunch of Degrassi communities that existed. Uh, Degrassi fan sites like Degrassi The Next Generation Hangout, DegrassiTNG.com. There was also a gigantic message board. Uh, it was called DegrassiBoards.com. And there were so many other Degrassi fan sites that existed back then as well. I spent a lot of my time over at the message boards uh, on TV.com as well. So I spent several years in fandom doing that. And then around 2007, 2008-ish, that is when the online community started to decline. And Degrassi is one of those shows. It's a cyclical show. Fans come and go every several years. So, you know, if you've been a Degrassi fan for longer than like six or seven years, then you are in the minority for the most part. So around 2007 or so, that's when the fan sites that were big around that time started to decline. The people who were running those sites, they started to either lose interest in the show or they were just moving on because life happens. And around 2008, I remember I had this idea that I wanted to start a uh, my own fan site uh, and call it Degrassi Block. So I started up this blog. I posted three things, three or four things, and then I got bored and I sort of gave up. 
skip forward to 2009 and I get the itch to start the blog up again, to start doing news updates and, and the like. But I said to myself this time, if you're going to do the whole blogging thing, you need to stick with it. Well, I ended up sticking with it from like 2009 to like 2015 to 2016. And my blog, DegrassiBlog.com, it started to blow up alongside uh, the revitalization of the Degrassi community and the show itself uh, when Degrassi rebooted itself for season 10. Because that was a huge, 2010 was a huge, huge year for Degrassi. When they rebooted the show, they did the telenovela, uh, they had the Shark in the Water promo, all this amazing stuff was happening. And the Degrassi community started reviving itself. And then Tumblr came about. And then there was just this whole new digital department for Degrassi and just every all this crazy stuff was happening. It was a wonderful time to be alive and to be a Degrassi fan. If you were someone who enjoyed interacting with other Degrassi fans online from like 2010 to 2015. So, yeah, my Degrassi blog kind of got big, uh, got attention from Degrassi cast members and even crew members as well. Uh, Got to visit the, the Degrassi set a couple of times. I got interviewed for a couple of things. I've even ended up on Teen Nick a couple of times, which is very bizarre. I don't know why they chose me, but uh, I guess it's a good thing that I still look like I'm 17-ish. And then when Degrassi got canceled on Teen Nick, I switched over to doing more video-related stuff with Degrassi Corner on YouTube. And then Degrassi Next Class got canceled, and yeah, yeah, here we are. 2019, doing a little podcast thingy. Talking about Degrassi, I still love talking about Degrassi, still like making weird things in regard to Degrassi, even though there is nothing actually happening with Degrassi right now. They're still sitting on the Degrassi brand, still not doing anything, which is extremely frustrating. I will still put my offer out there that I will run the Degrassi social accounts for free. If anybody from DHX Media is listening, I will help grow that Degrassi brand and I will do it for free. DHX, if you if you want me to, to handle it, You know where to find me. But until then, I'll just be hanging out here doing this whole Degrassi podcast thing. Now enough about me. Let's get on to what I believe is the worst episode of Degrassi. There are literally hundreds of Degrassi episodes in existence. So if you're picking an episode that you think is really good or really bad, that means they had to have done something right or something extremely wrong at some point in order for said episode to stand out. Now, for me, for the longest time, my pick for the worst episode of Degrassi was the season seven episode, Got My Mind Set on You. That's the episode with Danny and Derek. They spend a majority of the episode fighting over a girl, and there's also like a racist store manager involved. And I spent quite a few years hanging out on the Got My Mind Set on You is the Worst episode of Degrassi Train, which ironically, that I believe that was the first episode that was ever written by Degrassi writer slash executive producer Matt Heater. And then he went on to get, I've lost track of how many awards he's won for his writing since then. But I no longer believe that is the worst episode of Degrassi now. Number one, the B-plot, which involves Emma sort of becoming a little bit too attached to Damien, and then she gets a dog and wants to be like this little mini family with him or something. As bizarre as that storyline kind of is, I'm digging it. There's a lot to dig into when it comes to Emma's character after 
the shooting in season four. That's an entire discussion on its own. How the how the shooting affected Emma and how it traumatized her and basically it just it messed her up so incredibly bad to the point where you know it was your classic case of character who feels like they've lost control of everything so they try to regain control in very unhealthy ways that's why we saw the storyline with her and her eating disorder and that is why we kind of see this weird behavior with her in this episode because she feels like she's losing control over her family based on the situation that was happening with Darcy falsely accusing Simpson of inappropriate behavior. So yeah, the B-plot wasn't all that bad. And realistically, the A-plot with Danny and Derek, it makes a really good personal case for me because it presents the idea that not every character is necessarily suited for an A-plot. For the longest time, Degrassi fans have been all about, well, Degrassi needs to be a little more equal, a little more fair in terms of how they give storylines Uh, out to characters and how much screen time certain characters get versus others. And I don't necessarily disagree with that, but not every character is necessarily prepared to take the spotlight in an A-level storyline at any given time. And that was the case with Danny and Derek in season seven. So with Got My Mind Set on You, off the table as the worst episode of Degrassi, in my opinion, the actual worst episode of Degrassi is two episodes. Episodes 801 and 802, it is the season 8 premiere, it's called Uptown Girl. This is the episode where Mia becomes a model, and she becomes desperate to get the gig, and she's willing to do anything, and that anything even includes sleeping with the all-star quarterback. I'm, I'm using the word quarterback in quoted fingers because I'm not sure if this character who, they call him Tom Blake, is he an American quarterback? Is Is there a Canadian league that this guy is in? Because it's clearly Tom Brady-ish. I'm not really sure, but it's still a very bizarre thing uh, that we're dealing with with this storyline here. And it falls into the trap of Degrassi sometimes jumping on this train of, hey, we want to make one of our leads a music superstar. Or, hey, we want to make one of our leads a movie star. Or, hey, we want to make one of our leads a model. It leaves me feeling like this isn't Degrassi, if that makes sense. I want to talk about that a little bit more here in just a moment, but I want to get into the whole Mia being a teen mom thing, because this is the point in the Degrassi series where we see this sudden shift in a teen mom who is on the show, and now she's suddenly not. That's basically what Degrassi decided. They didn't want Mia to be a teen mom anymore, but they couldn't just write off Bella or her mom, or or any of that. So they were kind of in a weird spot. A couple years ago, I did a video over on my Degrassi Corner YouTube channel in which I talked about why it is that Degrassi doesn't do storylines where a teen mom actually keeps the baby. Why have all the situations basically been where there's this teen mom on the show, she has a baby, and then she gives up the baby for adoption, or a character gets pregnant and she has an abortion, but we don't necessarily see a character like we saw with Spike back in Degrassi Junior High, where she becomes a teen mom. And then from that point on, she is a teen mom on Degrassi from until the point where she graduates and the show is over. The very short reason of why this happens in Degrassi today is because they don't want to tie up a character into this type of storyline. Degrassi wants to be able to use characters however they need to or however they want to. And the issue with having a teen mom character is that a teen mom character is locked into that role. Everything 
is going to revolve around you being a teen mom. And if you saw in season eight, Darcy, who had been a major character on the show for quite a while at that point, she left the show very early in the season. I think 803 was her last episode. So they might have been in need of having another alpha female character that they could rely on. Because regardless of whether you like it or not, there are very clear tiers when it comes to characters on Degrassi. There are your alpha characters, your beta characters, and sometimes the alphas and the betas, they flip-flop depending on what the needs of the show are. And then there's your C-level characters who they're always just there existing and they don't really have a purpose except to just fill some space, which is expected of a show that routinely has about 20 characters on it. But yeah, Mia Jones, she's just a prime option to be the alpha female character on Degrassi at that time. Only issue is, well, she had this kid she was attached to. That would prohibit her from being able to do what it is that they wanted an alpha female character to do. Which is why Degrassi gave us this very convenient conversation between Mia and her mom about her mom taking care of Bella for this school year. Holly J is the devil. She runs every club in school, and she's 100% committed to keeping me out of every single one of them. Uh, your chance will come, sweetie. Yes, it will. And when it does, 24-hour mommy duty will stop me from taking it. I love Bella, but I just... I want to be a normal high school student. Okay. I've been thinking. I'm working from home now, and Bella's in pre-kindergarten. I'm going to help you out. Really? On one condition. You make this your year. Done. <laughs> There's also the fact that... Uh, so I, I'm trying to figure out how old Mia is in this episode. She is, I believe, a senior, probably. I'm guessing. I can't remember. It's been forever. But even still, she's a high school student. This grown-ass blonde Canadian Tom Brady is literally screwing around with a high school girl. There are some things that they did back in the Degrassi TNG days where there is no earthly way they could do that nowadays in 2019. There's just no way they could touch that type of story without making it thoroughly clear that what is happening is wrong. And this story with an adult male who, by the way, is is married. He's he actually been married and Mia doesn't find this out until like near the end of the episode. But even if we were single, still a 20 something year old dude sleeping around with a high school girl. Yeah, that that's uh, kind of creepy. Now, moving over to the subplots in Uptown Girl, I'll quickly go over these. The subplot in 801 involved Emma, Liberty and Manny all going off to college. It is round two of the college experience in Degrassi land. There's a mix up with the housing Emma finds herself kind of alone. She tries to go in and fix it, but now she's being kind of annoying because Liberty and Manny, they're all about this new college thing. They want to go off and meet new people and have new experiences, while Emma just wants to hang out with her friends and just have that comfort and security that she's always had of having those people around. Once again, we have another story where thematically it's great, but the problem is... It's the characters in college. At this point in the Degrassi timeline, myself and many others are just tired of the whole college thing. Degrassi, the school itself, is the most important character at Degrassi. 
time and time again, it's been proven that if you're away from Degrassi for too long, Degrassi no longer feels like Degrassi. I believe it was Matt Heater who said in an interview uh, a couple years ago, uh, he, he admitted that the college storylines that they didn't resonate with fans because there's a difference between you know college and high school. The level of angst when you're in high school is ramped up a gazillion times compared to college. You go off to college, nobody cares. Literally nobody cares. You don't want to go to class, nobody cares. You want to sit in your dorm, hang out, and and do drugs and do all this stuff and party. Nobody cares. But everything feels like it's the end of the world when you're in high school. Also, this episode introduces Kelly to the fold who's ended up being one of the most useless characters in Degrassi history, which is a shame because the actor, Evan Williams, he's a good guy and he's a good actor. And then there is the Niners plot in episode 802 with Claire, Allie, Casey, and Connor. Oh yeah, the theme of Emma's plot in 801 was that there's nothing wrong with getting out of your comfort zone and trying something new. And getting out of your comfort zone was also the theme of this Niners plot involving mostly it revolves around Casey and Claire and how Casey wants to get Claire out of her comfort zone because she's just happy with keeping her head down and hanging out with her people, a.k.a. the gifted class. And again, while I commend the theme of this episode, this isn't an episode that makes me immediately interested in any of these characters, uh, Claire, Allie, Connor, or Casey. Degrassi did a much, much, much better job uh, once they got into the season 10 era of creating characters who, day one, these new characters are immediately interesting and they can make an immediate impact on the show. But season 8 had its own challenges because they were in a weird spot. It was sort of a rebuilding year. And it was going to be a hard sell anyway, trying to get these brand new characters to be immediately liked by viewers, especially coming off the heels of Degrassi, having mostly purged a majority of the original TNG cast by this point. Plus this whole Casey, Claire, Niner, budding romance thing that they're trying to write here. There is absolutely no way that Claire Edwards is ever going to get wrapped up in some romantic drama on Degrassi. A guy like that might actually talk to you if you weren't wearing that ridiculous uniform. Well, it's a good thing I'm here for school and not for boys. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, that I think that has got to be the funniest line that I've ever heard on Degrassi. If you have not seen any of the episodes from Degrassi from like season nine through like season 14, go watch them and you'll understand why Claire saying that is so funny. So that's all I've got to say about Uptown Girl, which I believe is the worst episode of Degrassi. And now I want to hear what your thoughts are on what the worst episode in Degrassi history is. The first one's going to be from a Purple Raycath. This one is actually talking about Uptown Girl being the worst episode, and they go in-depth with some thoughts here. Uptown Girl has two really bad plots, and the Claire plot is the only saving grace. The other two plots are incredibly unhelpful to all involved. Mia's plot doesn't help cement her as a lead, and all further fallout of the events are used to detract from other characters and not put Mia in any sort of tension or sympathy. She makes bad choices and no fallout touches her because they want you to love Mia implicitly. And I would agree with that. Now, going on to some other picks for the worst episode of Degrassi, Carousel Unique says, Come as you are and walking on broken glass. And I believe those are the first two episodes from season 12. She says, The audacity 
to think something like that to do was okay. And its effect on the fandom was gross. I was real-time watching a character be blamed for their own sexual assault, and even the assaulter being shipped with their victim's girlfriend, who just last season was also a victim. Uh, If you need a quick refresher, at some point in one of those episodes, there was a party. Drew is drunk. Uh, He ends up going into a room with Katie, I think. They're both in the room, and then they end up having sex. And this turned into a very huge fandom debate in terms of whether or not Katie assaulted Drew. And the answer is yes, she did. He was drunk out of his mind. I don't believe that he would have consented to having sex with her if he were sober, because he had broken up with Katie because he wanted to be with Bianca instead. Even though this situation is bad, there was an even worse situation that happened, I believe. And that is Erin. You know her as Degrassi Online. Her pick for the worst episode of Degrassi, she says that, There is an argument to be made that the worst episode of Degrassi is actually Love Lockdown. She goes on to say that that episode was very upsetting for a lot of people. It was poorly executed and it should have never happened. In that episode, Holly J and Declan ended up having sex, but it was very, very, very obviously clear that Holly J did not want to have sex with Declan, but they ended up having sex anyway. So I believe it was the second half of the episode where she's feeling weird about it, but she's not necessarily mad at Declan. And it was just too vague of a situation for the Degrassi creators. They tend to take a step back and allow the viewers, the audience to make their own decisions about the show. Linda Schuyler believes that it is important, especially for young viewers, to be able to formulate their own opinions about things that are happening on Degrassi. However, Love Lockdown was a situation where it was too vague of a situation in terms of it gave people the out to believe that, oh, well, Declan didn't rape her because he wasn't aggressive. It makes me think back to the Degrassi Next Class episode, Yes Means Yes, where Zig and Tiny, who are young men, young teenagers, didn't realize that it's still considered rape if you have sex with your girlfriend without her consent. And there were too many young Degrassi fans who did not understand that only yes means yes. Moving on to some more submissions for the worst episode of Degrassi. Kimmy was pushed said, hmm, I don't know about episode, but any subplot with Leia, especially the Jane Says one. Yeah, Jane Says is one of those episodes where I remember not liking it, but I can't remember why it is that I actually disliked it. So I definitely need to go back and rewatch that episode. David Nelson 35 says holiday road from season nine. It was definitely time for Emma to move on at that point. And that is absolutely one of those episodes where while you're watching it, that's when you realize that this character has been on the show for way too long. Party ship down says in terms of rage inducing episodes, total eclipse of the heart from season five, the fantastic Liberty subplot is not worth slogging through the beginning of the complete bastardization of Marco's character development. Marco, after Dylan broke up with him for like the 30th time, that is just probably one of the most disappointing things to have ever happened in Degrassi history. It got so bad to the point where somebody thought it was a good idea to make a storyline where Marco is sitting in the back of a car with a stranger and he is about to suck this dude's dick for money. Like, what are we doing? Like, this is not the meaning of whatever it takes to Grassy. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm laughing. It's not funny, but it's just so absurd, man. Uh, Degrassi is wild, y'all. Degrassi is very wild. <laughs> okay, getting back to this list here of the worst episode of Degrassi. All hail the king said the penis measuring one. You know which one I'm talking about. And I believe he's talking about the the Degrassi Next Class Season 3 episode, hashtag huge if true. It's probably one of my favorite episodes of Degrassi Next Class. Kanisha says, says, got my mind set on you is one of the worst. Well, maybe Derek and Danny's part. They hardly had any storylines, and this is what the writers came up with. Also, sunglasses at night, and in fact, every plot with Marco during season six and seven were terrible because they didn't know what to do with them. So I really, really, really enjoyed sunglasses at night, but I'm not going to argue with anybody who thinks that everything Marco-related was just not all that good in season six through seven, just because it was jarring to go from... Seasons two through five, Marco, to all of a sudden, he just he's just an absolute nonsensical hot mess in season six and seven. Carly Neely says, I totally forgot the episode name, but in season 13, when Claire had cancer, I forgot what happened completely. You hate that episode because we forgot about it. I've also forgotten about Claire having cancer in season 13 because it was one of those things that if it felt like. They were giving her this major storyline because she was a major character. And then, of course, we saw them double down and pile even more on Claire by getting her pregnant at the end of season 13. But the funny part is that despite the fact we don't remember Claire having cancer, Aislinn Paul actually won an award for that role in season 13. She won a Canadian Screen Award for Best Performance in the episode My Own Worst Enemy. Now, another pick for the worst episode of Degrassi isn't an actual episode it's an entire storyline mikhail ice jesse pants and i do not understand why degrassi nudes ever even happened looking back on it i don't know why the hell that happened i don't know why we thought to put up with it what made it even worse is the fact that because of that whole thing with degrassi getting canceled by teen nick degrassi could never go back and finish anything in regards to possible consequences for this major crime that happened at Degrassi. We have a literal child pornography ring happening within the halls of Degrassi. And Zoe, who I know that people love Zoe, she's great, she's matured, but in seasons 13 and 14, she's probably one of the worst human beings to have ever existed on this show. And the icing on the cake was her literally trying to pin the entire Degrassi nudes operation on Frankie. And then Zoe confesses, and then that's basically the end of that, for the most part. Because Degrassi had to move over to Netflix for Degrassi Next Class, they could never go back and finish that storyline. It's almost like there was no reason for this to ever happen. Cast Trixie's picks for the worst episode of Degrassi include Mirror in the Bathroom, Jane Says, Umbrella Part 2, and anything with Eclair, Adam, and Bianca, which is basically uh, seasons 10 through 14. But I'm going to say something about Mirror in the Bathroom. I still firmly believe that Mirror in the Bathroom is the most underrated episode in Degrassi history. I know even Steven Stone says that 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 episode sucks, but I'm sticking to my guns. I'm telling y'all, it is from a thematic standpoint, it is an absolutely incredible episode. And if I die being the only person who appreciates it, sure, why not? (laughs) I'll die on that hill all day, every day. Claire Fimogen says that the worst episode of Degrassi is the season four episode, Bark at the Moon. 
this is the episode where there's some storyline involving Paige and Mr. Oleander, and also Manny and Spinner are kind of sort of a thing. This is definitely an in-between episode because season four was a very, there was a lot of stuff going on in season four. You had the shooting, and then right after that, you had, you know, Craig lost his mind and voices carry, and then Bark at the Moon is in between uh, voices carry and secret where Emma loses her mind. She starts doing things, and, you know, it's, it's just one of those episodes that's sort of there. Daily Life's pick for the worst episode of Degrassi uh, basically comes down to that time, I believe it was season 12, maybe, where Tristan struggled with his weight for literally one episode, and then that issue just vanished. Daily says it could have been powerful to see a male struggle with his weight for a season or so. It being a one-off was not like Degrassi, and it really bugged me. So despite what anybody tells you, it made sense for Toby's storyline in Mirror in the Bathroom to be a one-off. Because when it came to the reason why he was starving himself, it was a very, very, very specific reason. His specific goal was to stay in his weight class so that he could stay on the wrestling team so that he could remain popular. Once he lost that, there was no reason for him to continue his self-destructive eating habits. With Tristan, they could have merged um, him dealing with his weight issues and tying that into his lack of confidence when it came to the fact that he wanted to find love really badly. And maybe we could have seen that over the course of several episodes or maybe even a block or season. But uh, I guess they had other plans. By the way, here's some fun Degrassi trivia for you. The episode in which Tristan has a heart attack is the season 12 episode, I Want It That Way Part 2. If you look at the very end of the episode, there's a scene with Tristan and his brother Owen, and, and you see Tristan's in the hospital bed. There's this yellow wall behind Tristan. I was standing behind that wall when they were filming that scene. I was standing back there with Aaron and Ashley from Degrassi Online, as well as Alex and Taylor from Degrassi Experience. But that is my one and only claim to fame. I was random dude standing behind a yellow wall on Degrassi. Now, back to the worst episode of Degrassi. Mo Butterfly 82 says their pick is Turned Out Part 1 and 2. This whole plot with someone like JT deciding to sell drugs to pay for an apartment seemed a little melodramatic to me. And then he swallowed like a whole bottle of Oxy, which would have killed him in real life. The whole plot was kind of stupid to me. So if my memory serves me correct, I remember enjoying this episode, but when you say it out loud, it does sound pretty ridiculous. Jasparg says that their pick for the worst episode of Degrassi is the episode Relax, for being just a boring episode where they kind of shit on Liberty's whole character. That is an interesting take. A lot of people hate that episode, and they hate Liberty as well. So it's interesting to see that you think that Degrassi did Liberty dirty with this episode. I know people thought that Degrassi did her dirty when it came to the death of JT, but I've never heard anybody stick up for Liberty in the early seasons. That's pretty cool. We've got just a couple of more submissions for the worst episode of Degrassi here. I'm sorry in advance for trying to pronounce your name, Pakaspari. Your pick is Working for the Weekend. Completely improbable main plot. Who is going to rent out a storefront to a couple of high schoolers slash college freshmen? And once again, this is one of those episodes where when you say it out loud, it sounds freaking ridiculous. Then they also go on to say that the subplot I always found stupid. Uh, the subplot in this episode involves it's Alex 
And she runs into this girl named Serena, who Alex used to bully. But Alex doesn't remember Serena at all. But Serena remembers Alex. And now Serena is super salty and is basically a jerk to Alex in this episode. And speaking of Alex, this is our last submission for the worst episode of Degrassi. Bomb G Uprising says that the worst episode of Degrassi is the season seven episode, Love is a Battlefield. Bomb G Uprising says this is the episode where they flushed all of Alex's character growth down the toilet. Why spend years having her improve herself and become responsible to, in the end, just throw it all away? I remember being very disappointed by this episode. It was disappointing because not only did Alex and Paige just sort of melt down and fall apart so suddenly, but this is also the last episode that Alex was in. Like She was such a great character. We'd seen such a redemption of her from the early days of her being sort of a side character and then being involved in the whole thing with uh, Rick and the tar and feathering. And then she bettered herself and had a good relationship going with Paige. And then all of that just came crashing down in an instant. And it's really interesting because I think of Alex and Bianca being two very similar characters, two characters from who come from a bad place and then they sort of redeem themselves and they become better people. And what they did with Bianca in season 13, where she had a better life, she graduated from Degrassi and then went off to college to become a better person and to grow. That's the thing that I wish they'd also had done with Alex. And my friends, I believe that is going to do it for this inaugural episode of the Degrassi Corner Podcast. I want to thank everybody who submitted a response for the worst episode of Degrassi. Hopefully, my voice did not annoy you too, too much. If you want to talk more Degrassi with me, of course, follow me on Twitter at Carrie Degrassi. I'm always posting Degrassi nonsense over there and also making fun of DHX and Netflix for canceling Degrassi on us without notice. I never thought I would see the day where Degrassi would ghost me, man. That is going to do it for me, but uh, whatever it takes, I know we can make it through. 